what's up everybody welcome to part of my fandom well we have guests on to either debate their fandoms or express their complete total admiration for their fandom and uh today we had on two great guests from the podcast bracket bastards harvey and jeremy uh they had a heated debate over what is a better movie or a better trilogy i should say the godfather or star wars uh you know it was it was very uh informative and uh also funny funny as hell actually and uh yeah it's gonna be a great interview uh don't forget you can find part of my fandom across all podcast platforms and also you can find us across all social media platforms and if you would like to send us an email you can send it to part my fandom at gmail.com and yeah don't forget to also uh rate and review the show and if you would like to be a guest come you know come on and talk about your fandom uh you can hit me up on social media or you can uh send me an email and yeah that's about it and uh just sit back hope you enjoy the interview and you know listen to this uh passionate argument thanks hello everybody welcome to part in my fandom and uh today i have some very very special guests i listen to these guys on uh their podcast and they're hilarious you want to introduce yourselves sure elder statesman you go first oh thank you <laughs> okay um, my actual name, surprisingly, is Elder Statesman. That's what it <laughs> says on my birth certificate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, that's good timing. All right. My my name is Harvey Laguerre. I am one-seventh of the Bracket Bastards podcast. Um, I also have my own podcast, um, you know, other fun stuff, but we're talking movies today. So let's get to it. And I'm here with my, uh, with my Just as Crazy co-host, and what's your name, man? What's your name? <laughs> my name is Val Venus. No, my name is <laughs> Val Venus. <laughs> my name is Jeremy Bryant. I am uh, one of the bastards on Bracket Bastards. And I also have a paranormal show called Paranormal, The New Normal. And I'm always looking for people who had paranormal experiences to be my guests. So okay. hit, me, hit me up on my uh, socials if you have any of those experiences. Okay. I don't know if you heard the last episode. I had a, um, a lady on who's a paranormal investigator. Eleanor Wagner, she's gonna yeah, be on my Eleanor, show. Yeah, she's, she's gonna be on my show in a couple weeks. Uh, nice. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I like That's her. Cool. She's she's really cool. She's a really great guest. That's cool. All right, guys. So, uh, how we like to do this? So today, first of all, let me tell everybody. Today, the debate is going to be the Godfather trilogy versus the Star Wars trilogy, and not one, two, three, of course, because nobody can debate that, right? It's going to be three, <laughs> four, and I mean, I'm sorry, four, five, and six. Right. All right. So how I like to do this is I'll give, you know, whoever wants to go first a max of 15 minutes to plead, you know, tell me your case, you know, 15. You don't have to go all the way 15 minutes, but 15 minutes, let's, you know, we cut you off. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? and, uh, then after that, the other guy gets the same courtesy of his 15. And then after that, y'all can just go in on each other, you know. <laughs> So uh, right. who wants to go first? I will I will hand over the stage to Mr. Bryant. Oh, it's all yours. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You bastard. But 
Well, put it this way. There's a reason that uh, the head bastard, Freddy, makes me go last when it comes to Star Wars being in any of our uh, bracket matchups. Okay. It's because I can... Well, because, first of all, I'm on a podcast that hates Star Wars, and I'm the, the bigger, one of the biggest Star Wars fans in the fucking universe. Really? <laughs> yep. Harvey is iffy on Star Wars, to say the best, I'd say. He he respects it, but he's just not one of his favorites, mm-hmm. I, I believe. And Freddy will straight out say, fuck Star Wars, every time he hears the name. And the rest of them just aren't too fond of it either. I mean, Jamie sometimes, and our newest member, Chance, he definitely will always vote Star Wars like me, but which is awesome. But Star Wars is just, it set the ground space for fucking science fiction movies in the future. There would be no endless Star Trek reboots at this point if Star Wars didn't reinvigorate the freaking space adventures of movies and everything else i mean i mean yes and i could have argued one two three don't get me wrong i could have argued one two three all fucking day i love the prequels but four five and six are just classic classic movies and just amazing plots i mean the original the new hope the original is just such a classic adventure movie i mean Two guys trying to rescue a princess. I mean, it's basically Mario Brothers, but in space. <laughs> yeah. And it's just incredible. The lines are perfect. I mean, the way George Lucas wrote it was just so amazing. I mean, the lines line up, literally line up perfectly. And the fact that it takes place on a desert planet is like perfect because it's just the, the atmosphere is horrible and everything's perfect. And, and of course, the classic opening scene of. Darth Vader in that doorway with barely any light around him, but you just sense the presence and it's just makes you like tremble in fear almost because it's you feel the power literally of his presence. And you got two amazing droids, not just in that movie, but in every freaking Star Wars movie who are sarcastic with each other, even though you can't understand what one's saying, you get his tone is just saying like, fuck you to C3PO constantly. That's all R2G2 is ever saying, basically. <laughs> He just says, you a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, and the fact that it's an old master, young apprentice type story, like a thousand other great stories out there. I mean, King Arthur, for God's sake. I mean, it just it took from all the classics. And Obi-Wan was a good older mentor type of role. And Alec Guinness did a good job for the three movies he was in. I think Ewan McGregor definitely topped that because he's Ewan fucking McGregor, but well, that's, we're not talking about those. <laughs> but, and look, Mark Hamill, I mean, just the fact that it launched his career alone makes Star Wars the most important thing ever because Mark Hamill's had some of the best roles and voice roles in all of TV and movies. His performance as the Joker on Batman cartoon, the Batman animated series, original animated series, is the best Joker voice out of any of the real actors. Any of the real actors. He does it so much better. I wish they'd put him in a movie as Joker, but I think that's all played out now. But anyway, back to the point. <laughs> Star. I mean, the whole trying to rescue her from the Death Star scene is just classic, like almost Mission Impossible type movie, I would say. Even though that predates Mission Impossible, of course. But it just... Oh. Like, the whole rescuing thing, the little jokes they throw in, oh, you're a little short for a stormtrooper. 
and uh, I mean, I I just I've been playing Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, so I played through the original trilogy like recently. So it's all fresh in my head at this point. I mean, and then I'm gonna skip to End New Hope so we can get to the other ones. But the freaking battle scene in space when they're trying to blow up the Death Star between the Tie Fighters and the X Wings is classic. It's just a classic space battle, and the fact that. All of a sudden, he figures out how to use this mystical power in his head that can tell him exactly when to shoot a bullet to blow up something, which I'm t- if I could have that power, then why the hell wouldn't I want that power? And when you move on to Empire Strikes Back, it's just, it becomes even freaking better movie. It The freaking whole, like, the fact that they change it from desert to ice, I love that, that they start the movies off completely opposite. And they're like, and the whole... The whole battle scene in Hoth with tying up the freaking ATATs and making them trip over the wires and Luke cutting the arm off the Wampa. I mean, that's classic as well. But And the whole Han Solo flying through an asteroid field to try to escape the Imperials is su- such a classic scene and an amazing flying scene, I might add, because they actually did make it look realistic as hell. I mean, then it also introduces freaking Boba Fett. One of the best, most mysterious characters ever to be in any movie, fucking Boba Fett. I agree with Peter Griffin on that one. He is like one of the best Star Wars characters ever. And it's just, I I love that they did a show for him too now. That's the awesome part. But And the whole, you meet Yoda, one of the best characters in any movie. Talks different, but freaking amazingly done. And it, it's a puppet. I mean, it's a freaking... Frank Oz puppet, but it's so good. It's just the way it's acting is perfectly, and you get one of the best battles ever: R two D two versus Yoda. Because that was classic. Him hitting him with the stick, and uh, and just at the end, of course, the freaking "I am your father" drop. It's just so classic and perfect. It's just amazing. No, it can't be true. <laughs> I, I, can, I love the way they do that scene in like every other show nowadays because it's such a classic acting trope. And he gets his hand cut off. I mean, this whole the whole Star Wars world with cutting off hands is kind of... I, I don't get what they have with hands. Maybe it's a fetish of cutting off hands. I don't get that part. But, but it's just funny how it happens. And freaking the way it ends with the villains winning the movie actually before that i can't really think of a movie that actually had the villains win in the end i mean maybe you know uh the zombie what the zombie movie's called now you're the living dead maybe like that series like yeah maybe you could relate that to bad guys winning at the end kind of but because there's you're not gonna kill all the zombies it's impossible but i mean just that premise of villains winning that was the first time it happened. And then they repeat it later on in Revenge of the Sith, which just is a whole other story, because that was an amazing ending as well. But you get to the third movie. Han Solo's fucking frozen in carbonite, hung up on a wall like a freaking pitcher of the Last Supper. And he's just hanging there. And they put together this amazing plan to infiltrate Jabba the Hutt's palace to go rescue him. And they all have to play act for this shit, which is just priceless. It's just priceless. They all have to dress up as bounty hunters and different things to get inside. And, I mean, come on, Carrie Fisher in that nice metal bikini job I may wear. I mean, oof, oof, oof. That was one of my first crushes as a kid right there. But And apparently there were some really 
bad stuff about that from behind the scenes, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but And you get the whole freaking Chewbacca and Leia try to rescue Han and they unfrost them, but of course they get caught because they know they're coming. If all these random people, droids and people who hang out with Han Solo start showing up, I would think Jabba would be smart enough to be like, something's happening, something's happening, arm the palace a little better. But and then the whole rancor, like the you get to finally see like a, a real monster in Star Wars, and it's just a freaking ferocious, ugly-looking beast. Who we actually come to find out later are a really sweet beast who could be tamed and ridden, which is awesome. But hashtag Boba Fett. But I mean, and then the freaking epic scene of Luke Skywalker walking down those stairs, freaking mind tricking uh, Bib Fortuna and making him go to Jabba and. Just making him walk all the way to the freaking throne and just the respect for Luke Skywalker for not just taking out his lightsaber and slicing Jabba's throat when he was right next to him. Just slice his head off. He's a fucking worm. Slice his head off. He's like a, hopefully he doesn't grow back like a worm will, but just, it's a, it sets so many presents in the future. Plus you get all the awesome more Frank Oz Muppets singing and dancing, which is just priceless. I got, I had that song stuck in my head every day, all day. And then the whole classic freaking, they bring him to the Sarlacc pit, and they all they try to throw him in, and it turns into an awesome fight where unbelievable things happen. A blind Han Solo can shoot people, which, can't explain that one. I don't think he has force powers, but I'm pretty sure everything I've ever read says he doesn't, but that's just how good he is, I guess. Classic Harrison Ford. Just to, And then, just as Boba Fett freaking falls in the Sarlacc pit, which is classic, Jabba gets choked out like the fat bitch he is. And it just turns into a freaking awesome mission about them trying to take down the second Death Star. And they bring in Ewoks, the cutest fucking little things ever. I mean, I want an Ewok as a pet. Who doesn't? They're adorable. And they talk funny. Kind of like my dog does now, but they talk funnier even. And the fr- you just you get this awesome scene of them landing on Endor with the Ewoks and them trying to get to the base without getting noticed and they just get caught like every five seconds by different stormtroopers and it's a ridiculous almost Monty Python type freaking scene play it's just hilarious and while they're doing that Luke's back on Dagobah with freaking Yoda getting trained and the fact that you find out before you saw the movie spoilers that there is another Skywalker and freaking like and yes, of course, if anybody who was smart would have realized it was Leia right away, but who else could it be? But And then you get the possible incest on Endor when Luke goes back there because they start making out not realizing what's going on underneath at all. And it's just one of the most awkward scenes now that er- everybody thinks about it now. It's like, that scene was very awkward and George Lucas is like, no apologies. But it's just <laughs> classic hilariousness now that you watch it, you know. It's just like, Dude, you're kissing your sister, and Han's getting cockblocked from being the awesome Harrison Forty is. But it goes to like one of the best freaking battle scenes ever of them fighting on Endor with freaking Ewoks using logs to nail AT- ATSTs and just everything that falls to them breaking into the base. Classic Chewie and uh, Ewoks stealing the freaking uh, walkers to blow up the door. It's just classic. I mean. And, of course, you got the end of that with the ultimate battle between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. And the ending is a total, almost M. Night Shyamalan twist. And, yes, I know I fucked up his name, but I always fuck up his name. 
but it's just a classic twist at the end of that, like where they freaking just decide to let that, like all of a sudden Darth Vader brings out his good side again, and the Emperor's like, "What you say, bitch? Oh hell no! Lightning strike on your ass!" And freaking just lights him up, and of course at the end they freaking both come through. The good guys come through, but of course Darth Vader doesn't make quite make it out, which is sad. But I mean, man, not really. He's kind of like the Hitler of space, but kind of. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole original series just set up an amazing world that no one thought they'd bring back twenty years down the road. But George Lucas and his wonderful brilliance did. And it became one of the best worlds ever now with not 11 movies, I believe two TV shows already and like six or seven coming out in the next five years. I mean, it's just, it's the world is amazing. It created books I read as a kid that thousands of people read these books. And even though they're now not technically into the world of Star Wars anymore, but they're still amazing books that they need to do things with. Dave Filoni, get on that shit and make that shit. But it's just Star Wars created a whole new generation of space movies that never would have came. I mean, and it, it actually inspired the United States to go to space, I believe, too, is what, from what I believe. I mean, yes, the Star Wars program was before the actual Star Wars movie, but it inspired the United States to go to space more because everybody all of a sudden became obsessed with space after Star Wars. And for its time, it's just some of the best, some of the best air battles ever in that time some of the best explosion scenes ever in that time i mean for the 70s it was just a landmark movie that no one could deny i mean i love the godfather movies too i do i they're amazing movies i'm italian i've always had interest in the mafia and casa nostra and all that like but star wars is just so much more entertaining to watch just i mean the god i actually watched godfather part two between yesterday and today because it's such a long movie it took me two, two days to watch it but and it's good. It's, of course it's a good movie, but it's just not Star Wars. And, I mean, I just think Star Wars is ten times more iconic, and that's basically all I got so far on this. All right. Okay, Harvey. You up. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Alex, co-host of Low 5 Gaming. Love the crunchy sounds of 1989's Prince of Persia? Pour countless hours into Hades? Did you team up and take down Shredder and Shredder's Revenge? Join my brother Luke and me as we discuss the game of the moment or travel back in time to cross a classic off our backlog. And because Luke didn't join me for this little promo spot, I'm just going to go ahead and say that even though he's poured over 100 hours into the game, I'm still better at Mario Golf. You can find us in the show notes at low5gaming.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so uh, iconic, since that's the word that you kind of ended with, I'm going to start with that. Iconic really is probably the most irrelevant word in terms of whether these movies are good or which is better. Iconic means memorable. It means it's something that sticks in the mind or in the consciousness of Americans or whatever. Just because I remember something, it could be because it really sucks. Or because it's really good. It is definitely iconic because George Lucas wrote quite a film, quite a series. Probably the first director to really take marketing to a whole new level. Like did this and he he owned the likeness to everybody. He made so much money off of all this stuff. And good for him. 
Um, sci-fi movies were around before Star Wars, but Star Wars was the one, I guess, the climactic changing of the guard. But above all things, Star Wars is just a movie of good versus evil. That's what it is. There is other plot. There's other things going on. But in the end, it's the force, which is bad versus whatever that's good. And that's what that movie is. There isn't a bit, to me, there isn't a lot of nuance when it comes to it. You can kind of throw these different characters in, droids, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the force, bad. Not the force, good. And it's a fight. But when we talk about film, when we talk about movies, Two of the movies in the, in, you know, in the grouping that I'm talking about, which is the Godfather trilogy, two of the movies are two of the top five movies of all time. They're not the best dramas of all time. They're not the best comedies of all time. They are the best films of all time. If nothing else, Star Wars is maybe the best sci-fi movie ever, but it doesn't touch other movies. It doesn't touch on the waterfront. It doesn't touch a whole bunch of other stuff. Godfather 1 is storytelling at its absolute finest. And by the way, you were talking about how the bad guys won. Literally, the Godfather has the bad guys winning. And that happened before Star Wars did. Both of them did. Godfather 1 is storytelling. It is a family, an Italian family. They, they tell in the first one, they tell their story about being in America and how they survived. And it's very much a story about a son not wanting to be in the family business, but being pushed to it and eventually succumbing to it and then being what he despises most. That's the story. And it's three hours, which flies by, at least to me, of storytelling. It is mafia, which is something we always heard about. We have mafia here or we have, you know, here, but mafia very much is an Italian thing, a Sicilian thing. But this is the first time where on film, where we really get to see a realistic version of it. It is, they describe how they live, how they made their money, what they do when they're being attacked, everything. You have Marlon Brando in the first, maybe the greatest actor ever to walk the earth. His son is played by Al Pacino, maybe the second best actor to walk this earth. And it's a relationship that they show. It's not good versus evil. It is evil versus evil. It is evil, but people thinking that this is how they have to be in the world that they live in. That's the story. And you have this, you start with one thing. Then you see this transformation of the main character, which is Michael Corleone, the son, becoming what he doesn't want to be in protection of his father. You see this transformation. And it's a pretty quick one, too, because he didn't want to be it. But when the time came, he didn't really have to be taught how to be what he didn't want to be because it was in him. It was in his soul the whole time. Let's step back real quick. The Godfather is from a book, an amazing book written by Mario Puzo, phenomenal author, who, by the way, also wrote the screenplay for Superman. So let's just say he didn't just do one amazing movie or two. Not only did he write one of the greatest books, 
ever. He then wrote the screenplay for Superman, in my opinion, the best superhero movie ever, ever. That includes Marvel, DC, whatever you want to come with. Superman one is the best one ever. He wrote that. In that, he has Marlon Brando. So just, just a little history, just a little something extra. But we go back to the movie. We go back to The Godfather. It's perfect in the time. This is the 70s. Not even the 70s. This is even earlier than that. This is all these characters dressed to the nines. Italian-Americans just trying to live and have the American dream, but not feeling they can get it the right way. So they go about it how they see best, all that they know. And you see the transformation of Michael Corleone from a good American, just doing what everybody's supposed to, to realizing that he has to step in for his father. And that's what this movie is. It's this transformation from really good guy to not so nice guy. You have phenomenal actors. You have phenomenal dialogue. You have phenomenal everything. It's three hours. And you learn about Italian history. You learn about these characters, about a father and a wife and siblings and how they handle their business. And then from then on, you end the first one and you're like, okay, this is a classic. And then they have the nerve to drop another one two years later. Godfather 2, which is, in my opinion, better. So what you do is you take two. It's very much a prequel to the first one. It's the story of Michael Corleone's father. It's the history. It's showing you where this all came from. That's a whole nother issue. How he came up in Italy, in Sicily. What does he have to do to get to America, to survive, to become who he becomes? Somewhat of a transformation for him also. Michael, the character played by Al Pacino, he has his transformation in Godfather 1. In 2, you see the transformation of his father, who starts off as a regular person, but eventually does the same thing. And he transforms and he becomes the Godfather. That's the storytelling. You start one place and through trials, tribulations, necessity, things happen and you become this. And that's what happens. That's why it's so amazing. The beautiful storytelling. They really just bring you back between current time with Michael Corleone versus back in time with his father, Don Vito Corleone. It's a little back and forth, and it's beautifully done. And the way they show his change, back to Michael Corleone, how good of a person he is. And when he fully decides that he's going to be what his father was, the turn is epic. And he's got this kind of stoic evil to him. Like the, his look, a lot of the time he's not talking about. A lot of it with him is the way he looks, the way he speaks. The little bit of time he speaks, he doesn't even have to say anything. Sometimes it's a nod, it's a look, and you know something about to go down. Godfather and Godfather 2 and Godfather 3 are amazing without all the extra special effects. There's no fights in space. There's no big machines. There's no big person in a mask. There's no sweet voice hiding behind something. It's storyline. It's, it's plot. It's character development. And all the while, you're almost rooting, and not even almost. In most of the case, you're rooting for the bad guys. You're seeing them. That movie is more of a rooting for the bad guy thing. I think that's even more before Star Wars because a lot of people were all about Darth Vader and for the forest and a lot of that. But before that, Godfather did that. First two movies, you're sitting there and you're with the Corleones. You want them to win. 
But even before that, country movies did the same. You know, country films had that same kind of idea. So the whole bad guy winning thing is not new. It certainly wasn't a Godfather thing, and it definitely wasn't a Star Wars thing. That's been around. So the reason to me, I think the Godfather trilogy is much better is because two of those movies are better than anything, with all due respect, that George Lucas has ever put, that I put out, ever. The third movie in the trilogy is not a good movie. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. But in comparison to the first two, it's weak. But the same, but the year it came out, it was still nominated for Best Picture. It was bad in terms of the trilogy that it was a part of. But if it wasn't part of that trilogy, it still was one of the best movies made that year. It's a phenomenal film in every way. Cinematography. The soundtrack is amazing. The actors are untouchable. The storyline is, um, everything about it is beautiful. So to watch it, and let's just keep in mind that a good storyteller, most directors have watched film growing up. They, there was other directors that they liked. And I know with George Lucas, the whole Star Wars idea, it's not particularly original. The only thing that's really original is that it's in space. Let's keep in mind, and I've read stuff, and I kind of knew about this even before you know, I did the podcast and started talking about Star Wars, is that George Lucas was a fan of Akira Kurosawa, one of my favorite Japanese directors. And he did a movie, and I think it's like in the 50s or something, called The Hidden Fortress. And that is where George Lucas got his plot from. The Star Wars plot, he got a lot of it from The Hidden Fortress. So the originality of it is where the story happens, but not what the story is. But the story of The Godfather, the Italian mafia uprising, the transformation of one man from good person to evil to not to being what he didn't want to be, that's more of an original story. So in terms, for me, in terms of storyline, Godfather destroys Star Wars. In terms of marketing, Star Wars wins. Because there's no little Vito Corleone, little you know, characters running around. They didn't make a serial out of The Godfather or something. They didn't make cartoons or anything out of it. So in terms of marketing, Star Wars has it. In terms of filmmaking, cinematography, character development, everything, Godfather is better. And the last thing I'll say, when you, Jeremy, were talking about Star Wars, you're very much, there's a lot of great scenes that happen in Star Wars. Star Wars is a series of a bunch of great moments. The Godfather is a great movie in itself. It's great together. Star Wars is a good bit. Oh, this fight when this happened, or when these droids were doing this, or when she was in the bikini, or when his hand was cut off, or this stuff. But Godfather is opening line. Man comes to the Godfather looking for vengeance, somebody touched his daughter, and he needs vengeance. And from there, the story begins. And then two minutes later, they turn, and it's Marlon Brando standing there, stroking a cat, just talk, just sitting there, listening, demure, quiet. And you can feel the energy in that, in the first five minutes of the movie, you're like, this is shit, like it's about to be over. There's a certain, you know it's serious. And it's more realistic. Like, Star Wars isn't realistic. It's fun. It's fantasy. But The Godfather is something that could happen. It's a stretch, but it's something that could definitely happen. Star Wars, you have to really, you really have to spend this because it's, it's 
big dude in a big black outfit with a great voice, and we know who that is. That's James. Just kind of, you know, talking about this and joining this side and blah, blah, blah. Godfather's more realistic, more something that you can relate to. And I'll take a movie I can relate to more than a movie that I would have to fantasize about. And to me, that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is a fantasy, and Godfather is a realistic depiction of something that this country in the last hundred years has had to deal with, this mafia, whether it's the Teamsters or whatever kind of mafia you have going on. That's why Godfather is better. It's just a better script. It's better everything. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming by. It was nice seeing you. Um, we're just going to go now. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, let's try. Yeah. Basically what Harvey's saying, Jeremy, I'm not, I'm not going to instigate or nothing, but he basically saying there ain't no rebuttal to that. So you might as well go on home. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what he said. That's what he you said. Just oh, go. Yeah, just, yeah. oh no. Oh no. There's <laughs> a fucking rebuttal to that in a second. <laughs> In a fucking second, the whole time you're talking, my mom's just going around in All fucking right. circles, getting it ready. And with you that, <laughs> and with that, we have reached the no hose bar portion of our podcast. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Gloves <laughs> off. <laughs> Go All ahead, right. Jeremy. Break it off. What you what, got for me, dude? Hold on, Jer- Jeremy. Before you, before you, before you go in. Um. So, you know, just so we can, so we can uh, clear up the point of views here. So. Jeremy, basically, you're saying Star Wars is better because of innovation, pretty much. I mean, uh, could, I mean, you know, is it you know, is it yeah, is it the innovation I, I mean, of it, or is it just, or are you are you combating with? Uh, do you think it has better acting, better written script? Do you, mm, I yeah. I wouldn't say better acting because it was all novice actors who yeah okay. Well, yeah. I mean. Godfather, I mean, yeah, it's Al Pacino, Robert De Niro's like first big movie, basically, but it's fucking Marlon Brando. I mean, yeah, he's he's he was been, a legend already. When he, yeah, he, he was already in like twenty movies for like twenty, thirty years before this, so That's he's right, a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. So no, and I mean, a lot of the other actors in it too that we don't really know by. I don't even know. At least I don't know them by name. I I recognize a lot of them, but mm-hmm. but they're just they most of them have been in like a lot of older movies as well. Although I know the one. I want to say his consigliere, Vito, uh, Vito Corleone's consigliere. He, I know he was a famous actor too, but just can't yeah. think of the can't think of the name right now. But but you want to talk about fucking? Uh, I mean, okay. Oh, oh, you're saying yeah? I think the writing is better because the writing in The Godfather was actually based on a lot of shit that happened. I mean, there was actual mafia bosses coming to the sh- shooting of The Godfather, like because their bosses were getting pissed at how accurate it was compared to their lives. Like mm-hmm. they took what they could find out from FBI and police and everything else about what these people do. So they had a lot of help. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to make, script, they, yeah. they wanted to take an amazing book and make it as realistic as possible yeah. in movie. As form. far as George Lucas, all this was directly out of his head. Stay with us. We'll be right back. MuslimDownUnder.com is sponsored by the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community of Australia. Learn something new from our website or our social media pages or sign up to meet an Aussie Muslim for some coffee and Islam. If you want to know more about Islam from our sponsors, visit their website, What is True Islam, at trueislam.com.au, a subsite of Muslims Down Under, where we provide resources, articles and video lessons on various aspects of the teachings of Islam. 
Oh, no, like Harvey said, it is based on a movie called The Hidden, the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, Hidden no, no, Fortress. no. I mean, like, the dialogue of the movie, like, just the... Well, you know. I mean, though the dialogue of the movie is original. I mean, yeah. George Lucas wrote some of the best lines and the most memorable lines. I mean, yes, The Godfather has a few yeah. memorable lines, but I yeah. can't... Qu- well, what I'm saying is, like, far as, like you say, George Lucas wrote... He wrote, you know, his original lines as for maybe when they were writing The Godfather, they had a mafia guy sitting there going... Hey, nah, we we wouldn't say that. We would say this. You know what I mean? They actually did. I forget yeah. where I, I where I learned about it, but I believe it was on. I heard I Sopranos had like the same type of deal going on. Oh there. God, yeah, Sopranos. I I believe Sopranos has had uh, Kardashian sitting on it. <laughs> oh, Robert, but really? Okay. I, I I heard that they talked to him about it, but because I think it's loosely supposed to be based on his life, but what? loosely, I never heard that one. <laughs> really? I think, or I'm. It, it was it was either I always heard it was either him or um no not lucky yeah it's not it's not him okay yeah. right. <laughs> keep it moving no, no, no. okay all right <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, that's a, that's a bomb yeah <laughs> uh-huh. the bomb. nah nah I don't think so uh, all right uh, but, but I mean the whole freaking yeah. r- the writing was original it was just all original mm-hmm. he made he made planets out of his fucking mind. For these movies to take place on, I mean, just so many imagine. Yes, he could have just said like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a planet that's basically it's like the Sahara Desert," which is what he did. But I mean, just to take that and to make all these alien species on these different planets that, yeah, they may look like they may look like animals somewhat, but they look like they don't look close to any animal on Earth, like completely besides Jabba the Hutt because he looks like a fucking worm. But other than that, none of them really look like animals on Earth. I mean, Bib Fortuna may have like a and Twi'leks have like snake heads, kind of with the freaking tails coming out the back. But it's it's an original fucking design that no one else can make, and he has made at least thirty or forty different species for those three movies, I believe. And yeah. you throw in the rest, and they and he created for the prequels another freaking at least fifteen, I'd say, I believe. I mean, Jar Jar Binks was never heard, that species was never seen until the freaking prequels. Even though we don't talk about him, I know I've never seen again either. <laughs> uh well. I love that. I like the rumor that he became a Sith Lord, but yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You I'll, keep saying I'll watch that movie. <laughs> you, I would too, but you keep saying the Force is bad, Harvey. The Force is neutral. It's the people who are good or bad, and how they decide to use it. Mm. Just which is a reflection of people in life when they whether they decide to live a good or bad life. Yes, it's good versus evil, but that's what life is on a daily fucking basis. You're you're. You're you're hard up for cash at the moment, and you're at the store, and you're scanning things at Walmart, and you're like, should I scan everything or should I do this? Whoops! It looks like a scan. Put it in the bag. Which I ain't gonna lie, I did that shit when I was younger too, just because there's a fucking way to get things when you're in college and you have no money. Stop acting like that one last week, bro. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. You yeah, you needed that bubble yum. And you look that slip in the back. Don't let that come on, bro. Uh, Actually, no. At I, this time, I, at this time, I would like to say part of my fandom does not condone any criminal activity presented <laughs> by its guest or any other. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly took that bubble here. Yeah. Let's, let's mm-hmm. use allegedly. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you—that's the other thing. You want to talk about fucking uh, a son going through, not wanting to become like his father and going through the struggle of that? That is what fucking the original trilogy of Star Wars is about. He wants to go to fucking the academy become a space pilot he doesn't want to fucking he knows nothing about the force he never heard of it he never heard of jedis really 
I mean, they, yeah, his, his uncle tells him, oh, yeah, Darth Vader killed your father. He hasn't realized that that actually is correct, and it's just in the same. It's just the same fucking person. But I mean, it's just they, that literally is a son who the whole time in the whole first movie he keeps saying like a little bitch to Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't want to be a Jedi. I want to go be a space pilot. Which is, I mean, okay. If I have a choice to fly a fucking plane or fly, or swing around a fucking laser sword, I'm using a laser sword. Who the fuck wouldn't? It's it would make life so much easier, but. And he just fights it the whole way, which is exactly the same as the Godfather, kind of. I mean, they may have even used a little bit of the Godfather's element for it. Who the fuck knows? I don't know what was in mm, You think? Hey. Okay. Yeah, maybe you should have that out of there. Yeah, I don't even need to talk. I'm going to go get another drink because you're making my case for me. But go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. What else did it take from the Godfather? Anything else? Hmm? Besides the way I acted all high school, not much. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be bad. Don't be bad. Don't be. It's okay. Listen, nobody's saying that Star Wars. Well, actually, let me rephrase. I'm saying Star Wars is trash. But most people oh, don't wow. believe that. Hold on. Wait, wait, gonna, wait, wait. Back up. Back up. Back up. Let's touch okay, on Okay. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. Allow me. Uh, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Harvey, did you say Star Wars is trash? Hold on. Let me rephrase because I feel like y'all didn't catch that. Okay. So we're talking about Star Wars. It's this nine film. I don't know, packaging of whatever that George Lucas came up with. And I'd like to say, and listen close, trash. <laughs> wow. That's trash. a bold statement. It's not bold. It's facts. Trash. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. If I could put it in my trash compactor, I would dump it in there and I would move on with my day. So you didn't like any of the Star Wars movies? Because of this, I actually watched the others. So I could at least be, you know, knowledgeable and comfortable about the three of them. And aside from the fact that this is going on in space, aside from the fact that Carrie Fisher is a cutie and rocking a bikini, the gold bikini, which I'm fine with, there is nothing particularly special about these movies. Honestly, there's nothing special about it. It came out at the absolute right time in the 70s. There was nothing like crazy coming out. It came out. It hit at the right time. The story is is not original. Where it is is original. Space is what makes it original. Good evil is every freaking movie. The actors, you had the benefit of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Carrie Fisher and Billy D. Williams. You had great actors. And even though they were young, Harrison Ford was not that young, by the way. Carrie Fisher had been around. Her parents were actors and directors and such, too. So they were novices, but not to the business. So they had been around. Um, The movies are okay. The story is not... It's groundbreaking for its time, but not for film in general. It's It's not great. So you have a turn. Turns out it's his father. Okay. Okay, that's the twist. It doesn't. It didn't really do anything for me, and that's aside from loving the, my, the Godfather is my favorite movie ever. So there's nothing really touching that. So that's its own thing. But I can appreciate other film aside from that. But this doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. The story doesn't do it for me. I'm, you know, his hand got chopped off. Whatever. Okay. I'm, all right. I gotta go to the bathroom. Let me go. You know, I'm not. I'm not. It didn't suck me in. Oh. Giggity. It didn't do anything in particular for me to love it. Man, Harvey it's, is talking spicy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking truth, baby. I'm talking truth. Godfather, you sit down. That movie, no matter where it comes on, no matter what part, no matter what part, 
whether it's you drop into the first one and Vito is going to die and you know once he dies, it's on. Or in part two, you realize that they have Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in the same movie. They never meet. They're in the same movie. Star Wars doesn't even have one actor that touches either one of those men. The story is okay, but you don't have the roster that Godfather does. You don't, and you never will. It's, okay. it's just... <laughs> I, I, I mean, um, okay. So, uh, in response to Star Wars is trash, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> you well, got a garbage bag for me? I'll drop it in for you. As I said, I can't put the Godfather <laughs> down because I do respect the movies 100%. I always have. Well, okay, but, Jeremy, how about Godfather 3? See, Godfather 3, I've, I, I haven't watched it recently, but I watched it a long time ago. But the one thing that always sticks out to me about Godfather 3 is the freaking helicopter scene of them, of them shooting a whole fucking conference room full of guys from a helicopter in a, outside a casino, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, that right there is an amazing moment. And But other than that, th- nothing else in 3 ever stuck out to me like that. I actually remember it through the years. Yeah. I actually just watched Rewatch 2 over the last two nights, and... Honestly, I love the Rob De Niro parts about Vito as a kid and everything. I, I love those parts. The Michael parts in the movie kind of bore the shit out of me because it's just like, I mean, they, they complain about fucking episode one of Star Wars being about fucking tax tariffs and shit, but the whole freaking part with Al Pacino in the second mo- Godfather movie is just him dealing with court shit most of the time, which... Yeah, we all know the mafia went to court. Everybody knew about that in the fucking seventies and sixties and up to today even they still take the mafia members to court from crimes long ago. It's just when they slip up enough that they can finally fucking catch them on something. But I mean the, I mean the mafia that's the other thing though. Star Wars has had long long longevity. Longevity. Yeah. Longevity, yeah. I know what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Godfather Hasn't I mean it hasn't hasn't because I mean yes it, it it inspired just like Star Wars millions and millions of spawns of the same genre of movie to come out over and over again I mean Sopranos the fucking Departed I mean The Irishman Casino yeah yeah, yeah just yeah good good felt yeah. good yeah good fellas I mean there's Starface just- New Jack Starface, City yeah. Once Upon a Time in America King of New York all kinds just in terms of a genre. In terms of the mafia, in terms of the gangster movie, it's The Godfather and then everything else. And then everything else. With terms of sci-fi, fantasy, Star Wars may be one of the iconic ones, but it's not the one. You can talk about other movies with Star Wars. But when you talk gangster films, when you talk mafia films, you start with The Godfather and then everybody else is trying to keep up. Up. And I'm always from 72 and then 74. And then I believe late 80s for the third one. That not only is it a better film, it's a it started a certain kind of movie. People started making movies because of it, a specific kind of film, dark dialogue, the way people dressed, the way they talk, talked about business, everything. It's so so Harvey, since uh, yeah, since you mentioned that. Do you feel like Star Wars may though had a more cultural impact because of, of its longevity? Because of its longevity? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, listen, I think it's trash. It doesn't mean it is trash. I'll be honest with you with that. I think it's trash. But clearly, p- 
people love that movie. Yeah. And it did start something. Like I mentioned, it came at the right time. What you had with characters that hit, toys that hit, it came at the right time. I don't know if a movie like that does well in the 90s. Cool. I don't know if a movie like that does... It there, hit. There's been proof it, that it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> it did. Exactly. It's, been, it's been a few '90s uh, sci-fi movies that you know kind of just didn't hit. You know, even early 2000s, I could think of a few but things the, that came out that didn't hit, like Star Wars did. You know, but but then there's ones like Independence Day that did hit. Yeah, true. It, the, you're comparing Independence Day to Star Wars. Starship Troopers. That was Starship. Hey, that was Starship Troopers. That was my shit. No, hey, I, <laughs> hey, I, I, I listen. Starship Troopers had better storyline than Star Wars did. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> let's be honest. Think about if you want to go, let's talk about Starship Troopers for a second. That's talking about nationalism. That's you in your country. These bugs are coming to get you. They have these commercials talking about you have to come. You have to be a citizen. You got to come defend your country. And they showed this with Rico, this kid from high school. He goes to the military. He becomes something of himself. He leads. That's that story. That's an actual storyline. Nationalism. And you keep fighting this war. Friends become enemies. All that good stuff in there. In a movie that isn't, and I'll be honest, is not as good as whatever Star Wars is, but the storyline to me is better in Starship Troopers. So, Jeremy, what, what we have to say with that? Is he going from Godfather, it's not even in the same league, and now we're saying Starship Trooper has a better story. <laughs> yes, I, mean, and, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember now, though, too. You got Nowadays, you got kids who worship Scarface, worship Goodfellas. Even The Departed started getting a little bit of a cult following. And these kids, have never even, most of them have never even seen The Godfather. Most of them don't even know what it is. Yeah, my like, kids. Yeah, I have no idea. If I, I mean, if my my kids are too young to even think about knowing yeah. if they know it or not. But I mean, I get my my cousin who's freaking his late twenties. I mean, early twenties actually. I only know if he would freaking know what the Godfather is. I mean, I know my cousins who are in co- my cousin's kids who are in college right now. They don't know who the I guarantee they don't know what the fucking Godfather yeah, I, is. I have a coworker who's thirty, and I, I was talking about I'm doing this episode, and he was like, "The what? The Godfather?" You know, he had never seen it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Unforgettables are two people who want to share opinions and stories at a high school age. Join us for a monthly podcast and start listening now. Come visit our website, theunforgettables.org. That's U-N-4-gettables.org. I mean... I'm lucky I grew up in a house with a, with a father and mother who appreciate good cinema, and I've heard of The Godfather because of them, and of course because of their friends doing freaking the whole Vito impersonation. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, which I used to be able to do better before I smoked, just saying. Kids don't, <laughs> kids don't smoke, your impressions will get fucked up. But I sat around at a dinner table one time and I was like fucking 17 doing a whole Vito Corleone like, impression for like five minutes straight. It was fucking hilarious, but everybody was dying laughing, but I mean, Star Wars just I mean, Star Wars has its own fucking holiday. That says it all. It has its own fucking holiday and its own fucking major like long weekend celebration. Its own fucking hotel. Its own theme park. It has everything. I mean, it just it grew into the... I mean, that's not even the original trilogy, though, that did that. I mean that was the pre with the, the prequels never came out in the ni- late nineties early two thousands. None of that would ever happen because Star Wars would have became like the Godfather probably 
a thing that people and kids just didn't know about after a certain point because unless they were told about it. That's true. Uh, I just questions for Harvey real quick, and I'm mm-hmm. a, I know Jeremy how you feel, but <laughs> Harvey, do you think that Star Wars suffers from and and you know I'm a I'm a I'm also a shoe fanatic, right? You know, and I think okay. this happens with Michael Jordan sometimes. Do you think it suffers from just you know overhype through the years where something becomes mythical? You know that you know yeah it was good, but you know by now you know by now you you think about it, people think about it, they think it's just the best thing ever when it was really just good. Do you think Star Wars suffers from that? Oh, Star Wars? Definitely. Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, no doubt. Not Godfather. No, no, okay. no. Yeah. Star, Star Wars by far. Because I'm hearing you say this and I'm like, you can't be talking about Godfather. We well, literally no. just had, yeah, we just had a discussion here yeah. about how people don't remember the Godfather. Well, people, people don't, don't, yeah, people yeah. don't remember. That's why the Godfather don't suffer from that because people actually don't remember how good Godfather was. Like, mm. they they don't realize how good Godfather 1, 2, or, you know, and even 3, three in a lower sense, but right. 3, you know, was. But I think sometimes with Star Wars, you know, you can bring it up to people that necessarily haven't even seen the first trilogy, and it's all oh, rah, 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 you know, instant fan. You know what I mean? Just like wow. some people never seen Michael Jordan play, but swear he's the greatest thing in sneakers. You know what I mean? But that's that's a valid yeah. point. What I yeah. will say is that I did mention when I was talking originally that in terms of marketing, there's very few films that can I mean, it started something. You have movies that are absolute trash that ended up making some money, getting out of the red mm-hmm. because people were buying action figures or because people were going to McDonald's yeah. to get the Happy Meal with the toy in it. That's George Lucas. I will respectfully say that. Yeah. But there are people who have never seen The Godfather, and that's fine. The movie's released in 72. We're in 22. This movie is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's a particular story. And it's a particular story that is probably not something that's going to be advanced as much. We had a run where there's a lot of gangster movies, a lot of mafia movies, and then we kind of stopped. Then we're doing the sci-fi stuff. But there's very few people who've, who haven't heard of it, were told about it, watched it, and were like, what the hell is that? That rarely happens. But more importantly, you can say there's a lot of people who have never heard of The Godfather. They know what the hell it is. Because if they saw Casino, they know what the hell it is. If they saw Goodfellas or Scarface, yeah. all these mafia it's, movies, it has they know. It's on, on, it's on cinema on every, as a whole. It, yeah. Exactly. It's in everything. You may not know it by name. You know it. But the same can be said for Star Wars. It but, has its yeah, fingerprints. But, I mean, how many times people, like, like uh, Jeremy mentioned, then use the I am your father trope and the, you well, know, how many, show, how many shows then parodied Star Wars? You know, Family Guy has a whole series of Star Wars parodies. You the know? original, the original freaking trilogy. They, yeah. they, parodied, they parodied each <laughs> the movie. The whole thing, yeah. Well, if that's the case, so if we're basing it on the fact that other movie, other shows and such have parodied it, then there's a whole bunch of stuff that's great. Star Wars has just been around. It's got toys. It's got somewhat interesting characters, whatever stuff, yeah. and kids who grew up loving it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure what's his name, who did Family Guy, grew up loving it. Seth, yeah, but Seth. yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. He grew up, obviously he loved it enough to write a few of these Star Wars parody things. The Godfather is not something you can parody on a comedy. Let's be honest. Oh, Supr- they- yeah, but Supr- yeah, but yeah. Supr- you can take pieces of it. The a cat. scene here and there. I've seen a yeah. few people do the cat scene. Exactly. <laughs> Hell, Austin Powers has yeah. little stuff like that. It's yeah. done, but it's a drama. 
but like their whole series that have your hand. What series that is that you can say Star Wars pretty much is the reason it came around? But Sopranos is that a yeah. lot, even even stuff that is not gangster, but you can just see the way the story was written the kind of old school look, how they would dress, how they spoke. You can tell that that person watched Francis Ford Coppola movies. Mm. So you knew what was going on. This movie is in there. And every year when they do the best movies, when they talk about critical acclaim, Star Wars is a great sci-fi movie. Godfather is a great movie, period. You don't have to put a genre on it. It's a great movie. It's a great film, period. So let me ask you both this. If they both released in the same year, what would overshadow what? What year? Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's say they both released in seventy eight. Obviously, I mean, Godfather will overshadow because science fiction movies weren't taken seriously in the seventies. I mean, most of the ones in the seventies, science fiction movies in the seventies were all B B movies if they were lucky. If not, they were just like D movies, basically. So, I mean, so y'all both think that if they had came out both in seventy eight, I mean, Star Wars wouldn't be big as Star Wars is today. Look at Dune that came out a couple years before Star Wars, and it just never got big until it got a cult following in like the nineties. Yeah, and true. and and Dune's like an amazing. Dune and Dune it's, was a good book series. It's a good. It's an amazing. I never read the book, so that's on a long list. But yeah. <laughs> I've 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 always want. I've seen the original movie, and I. Wanted to, I actually still try to watch the remake of the first part of the movie, but yeah, it's not, I haven't watched the remake either. Is it any good? I haven't tried. I haven't tried. I haven't. I I heard it. I mean, Kevin Smith said it was good, but not as good as the original Dune. But oh, okay. But I mean, yeah. I mean, not, nothing's ever. I mean, even the the prequels, even people hated on it first because they said they weren't as good as the original Star Wars movies. But now all the kids that grew up watching those movies are are speaking more, and now the prequels have love. That's why they. Yeah. Made so much. Yeah. They made so much extra material, cartoons and TV shows off of the prequel series because it's such a great, just era for like in Star Wars mythology. It's a great era with so yeah. much more potential. I had than, a um, I had a guest on a couple episodes back, uh, Star Wars fandom, and he his favorites were the trilogy, the the uh, one, two, and three. That was I, his favorite. One one was one's good but not great. Two is pretty damn fucking amazing movie. It has some boring scenes, but it's pretty damn fucking amazing. And three is just one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Revenge of the was... Sith is Revenge of the Sith is just everything's perfect. I mean, you want to talk about seeing a fucking basically like a father son duo, like have one have the son try to become like the father and just turn dark. Oof. Like like that's the Anakin Skywalker Obi Wan Kenobi relationship right there, and I can't wait to fucking see what they do on the Obi Wan show coming out in a couple weeks. So Harvey, let me ask you about this. How would you feel about a remake or a prequel or, you know, if Godfather, they decide to do, a, you know, a remake or, you know, something like that of it? How would you feel about that? Do you feel like don't mess with the classics or? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streamforge Radio is the number one place to learn more about your favorite content creators from Twitch and YouTube. We also have exclusive interviews with renowned video game developers from all around the world. Click the button below to check out Streamforge Radio, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and all other podcasting platforms. At Streamforge Radio, we talk with content creators, game developers, and other influential guests in the video game industry to bring your digital knowledge to the next level. Tune in to Streamforge Radio every Tuesday morning for a new weekly episode. 
I think with certain films, you just don't mess with them because there's always been rumors of doing a fourth one. There's been talk of a Godfather four yeah. and, Dica- and DiCaprio was supposed to be in there and all this stuff about that. You don't need to. Certain movies don't need to be touched. There doesn't need to be a Godfather four, five and seven. There's other films who's, who, who shall not be named that they have to keep making movie after movie after movie after movie so <laughs> that you can keep the run going. When you have three quality films with story, with the acting that's there, there's no reason. Even the third one, which in comparison to the first two is shaky. I'll say shaky. Still quite a good storyline. And, and you were saying that the only thing you really remember was that helicopter scene. Oh, I mean, the helicopter scene was great, but there's a scene with, there's such great scenes. They, his, I guess his main, his main, I don't know, his main villain, not even villain. At that point, Joey Zaza, he gets dealt with. That scene where they kill this guy, there's, it's so much fun. Then they go to Vatican City and then you have this whole business aspect to it. And then Michael Corleone, and you know what's coming, Michael Corleone is just kind of living and reveling in what he's done and it's finally hitting him. And the final scene of Godfather 3 is one of the greatest final scenes in cinematic history. History. His daughter is shot. He realizes it. And they purposely, you can see him. He's screaming. And they purposely, they silence it. So you don't even hear it to start with. But you can feel it. You can feel it. Chino's laying there. And he lets out a primal scream that you don't hear, but you feel feeling and then the audio comes in and you hear the back end of it that that movie isn't great but it's damn good damn good and it doesn't ever need to be touched nobody else needs to play that part al pacino did it perfectly marlon brando was in it nobody's doing that part you don't even touch that stuff you leave that stuff alone and honestly i don't i can't imagine i'm like i said i'm not a fan of star wars but if they remade these movies and they just found some young kid and just have them and just with Mark, ha- Mark Hamill still alive and just have somebody play Luke Skywalker. I think there'd be a fucking riot. I don't think there's certain things you just don't touch. Yeah. Godfather doesn't need to be redone. It just needs to be watched. All these people that we talked about who don't know what it is, sit them in front of a TV for two hours and 59 minutes, watch that. And then we'll talk about film. We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, far as Star Wars goes, yeah, they don't need any more remakes. They got enough stories to tell. You know. Oh, they, they never did remake. They yeah, never did remake yeah, of Star just, Wars. They got plenty of sp- it, characters to spin off. You know, I mean. Oh, I mean, they they can keep it going for another freaking 200 years until Disney Plus owns the world. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. which is going to happen probably. I mean, you can make a, you know, I was thinking about this the other day when I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know what would probably kill in the ratings? A Yoda prequel series, <laughs> you know? Taking place on his planet, and you well, know, what do you th- what do you think Mandalorian kind of is? Well, kinda, kinda, but you know what I'm saying, like just full of you know all about how Yoda got there. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing with I mean, they especially just went towards this with Mandalorian, but you can't really put a genre on Star Wars either because it's also a Western movie. It's a spaghetti Western at like its finest. Like mm-hmm. that's basically what it is: is a spaghetti Western set in space. There's everything it's a love <laughs> it's a love story it's a fucking action movie i think it's harvey a, agrees <laughs> that's what i said at the beginning that it's not it's it's not terribly original it's he took 
he took pieces from other stuff. It is a spaghetti western, definitely that. It's 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 not a love story. It has a love story in it, but let's not make it a rom com or anything like that. It has pieces. It's got love. It's got violence. It's got drama, but it's all set in space. So you have to consider it. I think and a you know a space film or mm. sci fi adventure. That's what I'm saying. Come on, ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. Sp- it's not a spaghetti western. That's a stretch. It has pieces of spaghetti western in there, but you're not going. You're not going to slap a hat on that. Or have somebody with a saddle riding a horse and call that, you know, like, I don't know, Star Wars. I, it's not a, no, it's, it's got pieces, which is what any good film does. A good film should take pieces from other things. There's nothing wrong with borrowing. To me, he, and Lucas borrows a lot, and he said it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's sci-fi. If there ever was something, I, and, to me, that's what it is. I mean, push, you got to remember, if it wasn't for Star Wars, I don't think there ever would have been any more Star Trek either. After the original series is over, I don't think there ever would have been a, a new generation or any of the other 5,000 incarnations of Star Trek they put out since Star Wars became a thing. So Star Star Trek was... Didn't Star Trek come first in 66. the 60s? 66. And then they, the original they only series had premiere. like 18, 20 episodes. It wasn't a whole no, lot of them. there was like... Were? 60 episodes 60? around there. Okay, I knew it wasn't a whole lot, you know. They, they did like three seasons on TV, basically. Okay, so 60-episode run, then it faded away. It faded away just because it, it wasn't the time for sci-fi yet. America wasn't ready for it. I mean, yeah. the closest thing to that before that was War of the Worlds on radio. That was the closest sci-fi they ever really freaking had. I mean, yeah, there may have been here or there a space movie thrown into theaters, yeah. but they never did well. What about that? They, uh, what's the one? Danger Robinson, that one. Uh, oh, Lost in Space. Lost in mm-hmm. Space. When it, that but was... that that was a sitcom about a family. That's the difference. Yeah. Like that's th- those were big in the sixties and fifties. So I my mean, son that's... watches that on Netflix, the new one right now. And he, my, my wife loves, loves that. that. Yeah. My wife loves that. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, but I also it's I've never bad. seen it. It's not bad. I mean, I just think about all the things I said about the original, but <laughs> <laughs> the freaking pedophile so, and shit. Oh, Lord, okay, so. <laughs> So you so you think that uh that Star Trek had a revival because of Star Wars? If there wasn't Star Wars, there never would have been more Star Trek. I don't think because Star Wars launched the sci-fi generation, and I'm at a loss for other for A's movies that were like science fiction right now. But I know they existed. I know a lot of them came out because of Star Wars. I mean, I'm at a loss right now. Oh, I mean, well, the last Space Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that piece of trash. <laughs> what? I love space. <laughs> that's that says I, a lot, bro. The fact that you don't like spaceballs, which is pretty much a ripoff of oh, Star it Wars, it is. But <laughs> yeah, but can I just say, in you talk about Star Wars, I mean space movies. It's stuff like two thousand and one, a space odyssey. It's yeah. um, um, what is it? Oh god, I'm the same thing. Uh, third. Oh, I can't. It's even Spielberg did once. Uh, oh, I can't think of it. I'm bad. Oh, a, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks <laughs> is a horror. It's a it's a great part. The movie's random. Like Close Encounters is another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of those kind of movies that were coming out. Those kind of movies. Starman is something. Yeah, Starman. Vaguely, which is a great movie. Which Brother from another planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's around. a there's a there's a lot of that. So sci-fi was there. Star Wars was the, I think, maybe the really first one that got some notoriety, but it start maybe jump started it. But then a lot of other movies came around 
and did this and jumped on it and did the same thing. You know, for all the seriousness, you got you got TV, you had ALF, which is a funny random version of that. You had ET, you had all this kind of stuff that came out after, in you know, in essence, because of Star Wars. So it brought something up, and from that we sprung off and led to different things. You know, I guess if anything else, it's good because it opened up the eyes of different directors and, you know, different things to see and different things to produce and put out into the world. Okay. So it got better after Star Wars. So that's So did anybody say anything to change anybody's opinion today? Judging by that look on Harvey's face, no way. Come on, Jeremy. And, and Jeremy has a smirk like. <laughs> I, I, it, it didn't change my mind because I, I love both movies. I mean, yeah. I've, but you I've still been feel watch- Star Wars is better. To me, The Godfather, yes, it's realistic. It's reality. It's stuff that really fucking happened just with different names. But that's the great thing about Star Wars. It's an escape from reality. When you want to escape your reality, put on Star Wars and you have a fucking good two-hour, almost three-hour fucking relaxation of just enjoying space battles, which who the fuck doesn't love that? Man. I mean... <laughs> yeah, Harvey, he's... he's I'm not trying to see space. I don't want to see people I don't think I... Space. Yeah, I'm trying to... I was trying to run through my thoughts as you mentioned. I don't think I've heard anybody call Star Wars trash. <laughs> no, I know. Let me be the first. You know, let me copyright that shirt. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars is, is trash. trash. And, and not even the word trash. It would be Star Wars and then a picture of a garbage Just a, a garbage can emoji? Just, just garbage can emoji <laughs> with the lid open. It would just be a picture of me holding the lid. <laughs> pointing and dump it in here. Dump it in here. It's just... We might, we might we might have to talk merch after this. No. Dude. <laughs> I seriously hope Kevin Smith freaking hears you and, ru- and like just runs you down on Twitter. Dude, <laughs> please, please do so. And please rip me to shreds. Uh, and while you do so, make sure you tag me when you do it so that people can right. come find me and we can discuss. That's oh, right. yes. I will take the bad press. And, and listen to the podcast. That's right. Damn right. And then I'll rip them, I'll rip Star- them to shreds the on, Star on Wars. the podcast. <laughs> Star Wars is trash podcast coming soon. <laughs> Hold on, S T I T is that that's close to stit, right? No. Well. So there you go. Star Wars is trash. The podcast. The podcast. I'm gonna steal the name. What? Okay. Well, <laughs> before we get out of here, I want to share one more fun fact with y'all. Both these <clears throat> movies had incest in them. Yep. Yes, very that's true. It. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A sign of the times. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the third yeah. film was, yeah, they had some interest yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the third, well, they teased, no, yeah, they did. Yeah. They teased yeah. it and then eventually, and yeah, which is dead. <laughs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. but at least Star Wars is accidental incest because they didn't know. That's true. They knew and yeah, and Godfather 3, they knew. That, that makes it better? I'm confused. <laughs> It makes it less bad. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, not better, but less bad. I, He's right. I, I don't know about all that. I mean, I'm not saying incest is good. I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't think there's levels to incest. Either you do it or you don't. All right. Let, let's stop this before I can't post this on YouTube. <laughs> no doubt. That stuff is bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I want to thank both of y'all for coming on. And uh, before we get out of here, I'll let y'all you know plug your podcast and stuff one more time. Go get him, Jared. Well, of course, you can check us both out on Bracket Bastards, a, a funny pop culture podcast where we just tear everything to shreds and we put up with some dicks and a lot of bastards. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. I recommend it. 
And of course, there's my solo show, which is has its fourth episode coming out this Saturday. Yeah, two days from now. Uh, and it's just a fun paranormal show called Paranormal the New Normal, where it gives people who've had experiences a chance to speak their piece. And, and I get to ask the questions that everybody wants to ask always. So it's just a fun time. And if you're into the paranormal, it's just a fun place to talk to, to listen to. Okay, awesome. And Harvey? I know you're plug bastards. What about your uh, your All solo right. podcast? All right. So you know me. I'm like I'm trying to think with the best way. I'm like I'm trying to figure out what it is. You know, I'm like I'm in a music group, right? And I came into the group and I have all these ideas for music, but I'm like, let me do the stuff in the group first. So the group is bracket bastards, and we do our hot podcast and we talk that talk. But then occasionally I have my solo joints on the side. So the solo on the side is my personal podcast, and it's called Men Are the Prize. It is a podcast for men. We are talking positivity about being a man in today's world, being emotional, vulnerable, opening up, talking about our feelings with no fear of reprisal or judgment or issue. Because I think the male perspective can be ignored a lot. And because of that, men tend to be quiet. So my podcast is a space for men to be loud and open and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That, of course, Men are the Prize. That's the first season still going on right now. By Father's Day, my finale will come, and it's going to be a fun finale. But before that, I had another podcast, which is actually technically the first one, which I did with my wife. And kind of like you, Rocky, how you were talking about you started your podcast because of, you know, of the pandemic. Yeah. Me and my wife, with the pandemic, we were just trapped up in the house, can't really go anywhere, can't do anything. And we were like, we had been talking about doing a podcast anyway. So we're like, okay, let's just do a podcast. And we started one just talking about our relationship, Black Love. Our podcast is called Love is Black. And our, we've done three seasons, seasons four. Season four will be coming maybe in a month or so. And it's just us talking about our relationship. That first month is just us up and down, how we met, shenanigans, all that stuff that's going on. So that's my couple's one. The single one is for the men. And then the entertainment is the bracket bastard. So yeah, you, you can find it all covered, huh? No doubt, man. I entertain you, I teach you, and I motivate you. All three. That's what I get going. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, I want to thank y'all for coming on. And uh, it was a very passionate and entertainment, entertaining conversation. And if we didn't take, you know, anything away from this, we took away that, you know, Star Wars is trash, I guess. I mean, oh. <laughs> let the angry sorry. letters come in. Let the angry letters yeah, come I in. Just, yeah, I just can't, I just can't get over that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Send your letters to menofzealousnature at gmail.com or on Instagram. What is my name on Instagram? Velveteen Harp. <laughs> Same thing on Twitter. Velveteen Harp, because I'm a wrestling fan, too. Oh, and okay. when you're ready to do what... Rocky, if you want to have somebody, if you're trying to debate wrestling, I'll take anybody down. You let me know. Really? Anybody might, You down. know what? I he, might take you up on that. He's dude, not kidding. I, dude, I, I, might, I might have a guy. I might, I might know dude, a guy. I might know dude, a guy. let me help you. I grew up loving Hulk Hogan. I hate this guy now. Find me a Hogan fan. I will destroy them piece by piece. We will have them crying on Zoom, on camera for your entertainment. You know, make it happen, bro. You know, I already had one crier. Uh, I got that. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah, 
Dude, yeah. I could I can help you be I do. Um I can do that. Wrestling, let's go. Music, let's go. Man. Uh, okay. I am untapped. I am untapped talent, bro. Make it happen, Rocky. You know what's you. up. I got you. I look at it. I know who you are now. I got you. Damn right you do, <laughs> but I'm not trash, but we know what is. <laughs> the crown world speaks. That's it. Oh, no. This is all Harvey, baby. All Harvey, yeah. <laughs> uh, am I, I'm not going to hear you on uh, Bracket Bastards later on going, look, it was the crown. I don't feel that way about <laughs> Star about Wars. Star Wars? <laughs> no. Not a- <laughs> Star, Wars is, Star Wars is trash. I haven't heard of, I haven't heard a fucking thing go around the world that fast since freaking Will Smith got slapped freaking Chris Rock. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on that note, yeah, yeah okay. all right, yep. <laughs> all right. Thank everybody for listening. Be well. <laughs>